If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This episode of Unlocked is brought to you by Gamefly. Gamefly is a way to buy and rent all your favorite games while saving money. Go to Gamefly.com, pick your favorite games, and have them mailed directly to your door. Go to Gamefly.com slash unlocked and start your free premium 30-day trial today. Hi everyone, I'm Alana, and welcome to episode 288 of Unlocked. Today we're going to be talking about Mass Effect Andromeda and giving our first impressions. We're going to be talking about the new Xbox One controller as part of the tech series, an update to the Xbox Insider program, Dead Rising 4 DLC, Evil Within 2 Rumors, and some of the awesome stuff that's happened in 2017 in games so far. I am joined by Dustin Legary. Hey everybody. Marty Sleva. Hello. And Miranda Sanchez. Hello. Now you two are the perfect people to start off talking about Mass Effect Andromeda as some of the biggest fans in the office. Yeah. What do you guys think? I played so much. <laughs> I played so much. Please read our wiki. <laughs> how much? Uh, I don't remember how many hours, but it's many hours. I spent a lot of nights up till like three in the morning working. It's, I, there's a lot to do. That's terrifying. Yeah. I do, not, I do not envy what you're going through right now. Yeah. Are you liking it? Yes, I'm enjoying yeah. it very much. Um, as I've said a few times before, it is not to the same caliber of the original trilogy. Yeah. That being said, I'm still enjoying it a ton. I think it's a lot of fun. I love the combat. I like my writer a lot. Mm-hmm. I like my new squad. I like PB a lot and Vetra. I yeah. actually don't like PB. I like her. So yeah, much. no, PB's one of my least favorite characters. I feel like you have to either really love her or hate her. I just like think she's she's like spam. <laughs> like the like the meat. Just the <laughs> she's like the the email. Like spam bots. No, I think she's just like very aggressive in her personality in a way yeah. that she feels forcefully written which overall is my biggest complaint about andromeda is that i feel like it's really expositional i feel like the writing is very in your face and things are repeated a lot which gets rid of the like appealing subtlety of the world building the original trilogy had yeah i think there's a few characters that are written better than others i think vetra is pretty pretty well balanced is she um, the girl who talks to you about religion no vetra is a Turian. No. oh yeah that's Turian. subi because i like uh, her i don't Drac, like subi at all Drac, oh. though, very much in your <laughs> face very Sort of like he plays up a lot of the tropes from the Krogan. He's the grandpa. I'm just kind of like, really? Grandpa no, Krogan? I really love him. He's, yeah. a gra- he's just a grandpa. He calls you kid. Krogan's basically all like 
old grumpy man, men. yeah, personified, yeah. like all of them. Yeah. But you were saying about... with the the female Krogan that's in this. Oh, I was so taken aback. Yeah. Every time we talk to a Krogan, I'm like, oh, what's happening here? There's a female voice. <laughs> yeah. like, I didn't expect that at all. Yeah, and I guess I was like, oh yeah, I guess they probably have to procreate somehow. So that, that sort of makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess you haven't met the female Krogan yet, huh? No, no. I only played one. So. Yeah. I mean, so my thing was, uh, you know, coming right off the heels of finishing Mass Effect One, I am really enjoying my time with it, because I, I think I'm not going in with sort of a the 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 stigma. I don't even want to say stigma, but the baggage of two and three, which everyone says are incredible games with these amazing stories. And so I'm not comparing it to that. I'm comparing it to Mass Effect 1 and mechanically on every single level, <laughs> this game is superior. No question. And obviously yeah. graphically, this game is superior. Um, and so Questionable. I'm, well, I mean, tech, I so far really haven't had any problem. I, I feel like this game is uh, Assassin's Creed Unity, where it's sort of like your mileage may vary in terms of oh, glitches and bugs because yeah. I reviewed Unity and had none of them. Yeah. And so far I'm like five or six hours into Andromeda and I've had no bugs and I've been totally fine with facial animation. I've just sort of come to terms with the fact that any game where you are allowed to create your character, you're not going to get the caliber of facial animations that you get in something like Gears or a Naughty Dog game. Basically, they have to stretch features across the face and then they have to emote in the exact same way for all of these different kinds of features, which is really unnatural and Mm -hmm. I get it. But uh, Destin, I saw you made something hideous in the character creation. Oh, yeah. I made a few really, really (laughs) dumb looking characters. Did it while we were at Bioware, Uh, too? Destin, what are you doing? You're embarrassing (laughs) us. It's really fun to make uh, dumb looking characters and then see what they look like when they start speaking and everything in the game. Uh, Yeah, on the animation front, though, I do have to say that uh, for me, it's it's difficult when you're experiencing a really emotional cutscene or something that's supposed to be impactful. And like my character just looks off. There's something like not right about their facial features. Emoting. They don't move enough. Not the weird looking. No, one, but yeah. yeah, I feel like they don't. They just don't move enough to convey emotion. The, the mm-hmm. faces, when they're supposed to be tense, just look kind of blank. And I, I do think it pulls me out of the experience. But at the same time, you know, I love Bethesda games, as in Fallout, Skyrim. I don't think they've ever had amazing facial animations, no. but it's mm-hmm. never pulled me out of the experience. So it's not. I don't. It's totally bearable. I mean, I think the the problem is the closer we get to the Uncanny Valley, the more noticeable those nuanced flaws it's are going to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. them saying with uh, Forza with Forza Motorsport specifically, that they had to intentionally put scuff marks and flaws on cars that they would put in that game so that they wouldn't look sure. too perfect yeah. and then people wouldn't realize that they're not yeah. realistic. And that came in a really good facial animation. Yeah, yeah. really, really good faces yeah. on those cars. Yeah. 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 Everyone's been piling on about the facial animations. I feel like it's kind of beating a dead horse. But one thing I do want to commend them for is, like you said, the combat's really, really good. Yeah. Like when you start building your powers together and doing biotic combos or tech combos, there's just huge explosions. The sound design is absolutely phenomenal. So I cool. love the music. I love the sound effects with every, every explosion mm-hmm. and every... Uh, uh, interaction, even a lot of the voice acting is really good. Some of yeah. it so, I feel but, is hammy, but so yeah. I think all the core characters you interact with are fantastic. Like mm-hmm. you won't hear somebody who sounds off, mm-hmm. except for like people in the background that are yelling somewhere on the Nexus that you don't ever talk go, to. Go go go! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like at least to your point, like sure, some of the animations don't really convey the same emotion. Um, I think you at least get through the the, the voice acting. Yeah, and know. I really like how you're not sort of. Uh, you're not locked in place uh, at the beginning of the game. You're not locked out of certain powers just because of like what class you picked. I like the fact that it, uh, we've compared it to the Souls games to where very quickly you can sort of dabble in anything you want and you can mm-hmm. really create the character you want, which is cool for abilities because chaining them together feels really good too. Yeah, like yeah. a lot of the abilities speak to each other in really interesting ways, which does make the combat like really satisfying and really yeah. good. So the stuff that I spoke about in my preview uh, a couple of months ago, where I spoke about that mm-hmm. and I spoke about uh, the crafting. Mm-hmm. As you played more hours, like how do you like both of those things? How do you feel like they evolved? Like I had just the smallest amount of insight to the crafting. 
So I've done a little bit of crafting, mostly because for my game of how I'm playing for work is like I just have to go straight through for the walkthrough and with some side stuff and some tip things. Um, but for crafting, I've been kind of just finding armor. So you you get research points that you can then allocate to buy certain um, blueprints, and you can look through all the blueprints in like the final stage, like level five of them. And I which like which unlocks that. at level thirty. Yes, and if I like if you're that. Building them yourself. Yeah, you can see that, so you can kind of say, "Hey, I know I'm going to be super tech heavy, so I want to find an armor that is good for tech." And then you can do that, and then just kind of plan your way for crafting the entire way through. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how I've been doing it, and I really like how that works. Yeah. And there's certain perks you can get, so you can constantly get um, research points, which is what you use to make the blueprints, and then you can also, of course. Um, have like set deliveries of like materials based on like the another perk system mm-hmm. there are so many it, systems so yeah. there's like a farming system so yeah automated. so andromeda viability points are points you get for unlock crow pods right yes yeah. so as you establish Is this a different language oh the avps to get the crow pods yes. yeah so as you establish outposts and kind of build up these colonies you get points to wake up more people and when you wake up more people oh. you get perks okay and so it's like hey like we wake up more scientists huh. yeah so it's yeah. like hey we woke up scientists so that way they can do research for us oh, so you I get like that, that research for unlocking blueprints oh. or i could say i want combat specialists that will go and get me specific organic materials mm-hmm. or I want some people who are good at finance and they're going to pay me. Oh, and so, so it's like a, it's like a meta game, like a passive meta yes. game that mm-hmm. occurs. In the meta. Yeah, it's so like Assassin's Creed did a good job of that back in the day with like Brotherhood, Brotherhood. and Revelations. Yes, I, I compare it yeah. to that often. There's yeah. actually strike missions you can do also yeah. that are very similar to Brotherhood oh, where cool. you can what, just say – Pigeon coops? Sort of, yeah. Oh. It was sort of like that. <laughs> Isn't that where you did the missions? Like you go to the pigeon coop yeah, and then you'd you would get say – Make someone else go, do it. Go attack people. Same way as like Disney yeah. yeah. You like send your ships off the battle. I did so much. It's really, really fun. Yeah, I like it. It's just a little thing you check in. It's like, how's my team doing? And then you send them back out and they learned a new skill. I'm like, oh, good job, team. And send that guy to do more work. (laughs) How are the uh, missions that are on different planets? Like are they just – the way it was sold to me at that preview event was that there would be actual side quests on different planets. Some you would just scan for resources. Like uh, is there a lot of variety there? Uh, Yeah. So there's – It's overwhelming. Many levels. Of side quests that was really hard for us to figure out for wikis too because mm-hmm. we're like, all right, how are we going to split this up? Um, so you have your main, your priority ops, which are your main missions, um, and then you have relationship missions. So that's mm-hmm. just people you get from your crew, um, and then you have location specific missions that are like gonna benefit the world and growing your outpost and getting in, like viability for that world so you can have more people live there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, like some of it's just like helping the natives there, or you know. Yeah, like you said, like, like scanning stuff. Or in the opening hours, I've, I've come across a lot of sort of busy work. Side so quests. much. Those are yeah. usually the tasks, which are the throwaway. Like, hey, this person wants to interview you. The fact that they're even called sometime. tasks. Like, no one wants to do a task ever. Yeah, not, it's not, in, a not in real life, not in games. Yeah. it's like yeah, calling it a chore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so like those are like the lowest priority, and I think there are fewer of them, and a lot of them are ones that are on hold. So it's like, hey, go interview with this person. Right now, it's on hold till she's ready for later, and she'll send you an email. So it's like, obviously, totally optional. Yeah, but. It's like also in the lists of quests you have, they are at the very bottom. So obviously okay. the priority is yeah. not there. There's a few of those side quests where you're just kind of like, oh, okay, I'm going to go find what is this? Yeah. Like you end up in like a really surprising scenario where you have to make a major decision cool. for the game. Um, and uh, that caught me off guard two or three times already. And I'm only on Volt. So I still have two planets to get to. Also, one of those tasks is a relationship option. So. Nice. Have you ever wanted to date a task yeah. before? Yeah. <laughs> so for the, the people who has I mean, a task for you. you. You said relationship ops. Uh, obviously, one of the big things in this game is the good banging, as Bioware yes. put it. How's I've the good seen banging? Two sex scenes so far. 
Yeah, they're pretty oh, good. They? They're pretty good. Oh, I mean, for video games. graphic. Yes. Oh, well. It's like, <laughs> yeah. how do you feel it's, about It's boobs? kind of boring. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, graphic yeah. and boring? How does that work? No, no, no. Wait, boring? They're porn. They're like porn. Oh, so. I thought you yeah, said boring. Like, yeah. Softcore porn. Right. Yeah. A little bit. Like, cool. They are full on nudity. But the good thing is that they always ask you beforehand. They're like, hey, do you, do you want to do this? Like, mm-hmm. a lot of the scenes give you an opt out. Like, if it's not the kind of relationship you want, if you mm-hmm. just rather be casual cool. or if you rather be super intimate. And are some characters. Um, some characters flirting with each other are awkward, but I think it's supposed to be written that way because, mm-hmm. like, Sarah Ryder be seems charming. to be more awkward than Scott. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, when I'm flirting with people at Sarah, it's not... It's she's not she's yeah. really humbly, and I yeah. kind of like it because Scott's not that way at all. Like, yeah. He's very straightforward. Um, and How is charming. the, like, density of building those relationships? Like, in a lot of games, you build a relationship by saying something nice a couple of times, and there's not so, really a lot of depth to that. Yeah, you you have that same kind of thing going, but then a lot of times you'll have to do a quest or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, no, you have to keep doing. No, their I I'm just laughing at like if you're thinking them. of like real relationships. How do I get a girlfriend? Just do a, do a do quest. quests for them. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, get her something nice. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, not too far. Um, <laughs> um, so you have that, and then usually they'll have like an extra scene before you can actually go with like a full romance with them, depending on the kind of relationship they want. Like there's this one character who she just wants like casual stuff. And so you just catch her being kind of drunk at one point and like, you're kind of nice to her. And then mm-hmm. after that, she talks about like how she's super stressed. And then you end up like either being able to be in a casual relationship with her or like okay. kind of say, Hey, I want something serious. Then you kind of wait. Hmm. Um, so like, what happens if you cheat on someone? Uh, I don't know. I haven't done that yet. It's really far in the game. So. Yeah, I don't know if it locks you in. Uh, I've been romancing Liam. I'm playing as a lady shepherd or lady Congrats. rider. Wow, I was trying proud of you. I like her. I like her, the charming aspect. Like she starts out awkward, she gains more confidence that she goes through. I really, yeah. really like her arc as a character so far. And, I like that uh, they are like their personalities are a little different. Yeah, they're, they're different people. Like yeah. that's one big yeah. thing. It's like Sarah and Scott are not the same. Yeah. Surprise, twins are not the same people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, I only for, had to say that a billion times in my life. Sorry, was <laughs> a twin. Didn't know. Yeah. Uh, her relationship with uh, Liam is really, really interesting, and uh, there's a few touching moments that where you learn more about his character. Where I'm just kind of like, oh, that's like really sweet, mm. you know. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it kind of stinks that like the character stuff takes a while to get to, and that is definitely part of the strength of Mass Effect in all the games, yeah. at least for me. Um, and it does take some digging to get there. So one um, of yeah. the things that I liked most about the original games is. Sorry, the change I liked the most from the original games is the the way that your personality changes through dialogue choices because it's not Paragon and Renegade anymore. Yeah. How do you feel about how that is progressing? Like, do you like the – It's I think it's logic and yeah, emotion now um, or something? It's always red, right? It's red with a circle every time. There's I haven't encountered I haven't encountered any other thing on the side besides a red pull the trigger. Wait. Oh, right. So there are those action items. Like, if you want to do something that's, like, really harsh or especially affectionate, um, those still exist. So, like, sometimes, like, you can – there's, like, an option to either attack someone or kill somebody or instead, like, push someone off of mm. you or hug them or do something kind. or kiss. Kind. Yeah. Like, you can do – like, hug. those are, like, high emotion things. Uh-huh. Um, so those still pop up, which I'm li- I like. Yeah. Um, but, but those are always right trigger, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, but there's not, like, a right or left. Um, I do kind of miss some of the duality of that, um, Paragon and Renegade, because it does feel like your character is more scripted. Even though you change what they say and how they say it and how they're presented – 
Um, it doesn't entirely feel like it changes what your character or how they act mm-hmm. or how they're perceived. But I mean, this is only my first playthrough, so I don't really know how much that changes. There's been, yeah. a, there's been a few just regular decisions without the the reticle or whatever that uh, I've just had to sit there and really think about it. Like, am I going to do this or that in this yeah, scenario? Yeah, there are some. And I like that it made me actually pause and consider. Yeah, there's also in your codex, I think you can kind of track what decisions you're keeping, like every little thing, like how often you talk to people mm. or like how much you know about them, which I like. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't yeah, those talk are to them at all, it's personality like, stats. Uh, yeah, you can do that too. So like just for Ryder, they have personality stats. But if you mm-hmm. look into like your crew, oh, your with crew other stats, like you can just see like, oh, this person wants their time alone and you do that. That's cool. There's and then th- other people, it's like, you talk to them on your free time and do all yeah. this other stuff. So it, it keeps track of those kinds of things in weird ways. That's cool. Inversely, there's other decisions where I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right now. Well, I was going to ask you as the show's uh, resident Mass Effect fan, what's your favorite thing and least favorite thing about it? Uh, least favorite thing is definitely I feel let down about the animation quality. Yeah. I really wish they had more time. I feel like it had to get out for the quarter and I don't know if there were pressures there or whatever, but yeah. I, I'm just – I wish it would have had a little bit more time in the oven yeah. oven there because I feel like they could have addressed these concerns from the community. Um, my favorite thing is definitely the world exploration and the mm-hmm. combat stuff. Well, they kind of go hand in hand. Uh, I go to Vold and I do every single side quest and I, I know that planet now. Like I know, oh, OK, yeah, that's the place where the base is where I took down the shield and, and took out that guy and got the really cool, cool loot and uh, – I just I love driving around and finding new stuff and finding like those secret side quests I brought up before where I just sit there and have to really think about the decision I'm about to make. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And like you said, it is kind of beating a dead horse. But just to touch on the facial animations one more time, there's been some like kind of confusing information regarding the lead facial animator of the game. There was this Mm -hmm. girl who's known for being a cosplayer who had in her Twitter and Facebook bio saying that she was the lead uh, facial animator and basically someone wrote a blog post that effectively single-handedly blamed her for it, even though we know that that's a lot of people who work. work. Yeah, Mm. it's it's a lot of people who work on that. But then Bioware said, they released something that basically said, don't abuse anyone, but also this is false. So it seems like she may have lied or miscommunicated. We don't really know. Um, Point being, one, it's always a team of people who work on things. Blaming one person doesn't help. And two, just you're allowed to criticize someone for lying, but don't be a dick. Like, so just don't harass people. That's people have been dumb. super mean to her, and they're like, "We're just criticizing her for saying something untrue." And it's like, I, no, I use, you use you're several swears. Criticizing her for being a woman, first and foremost. Well, I saw the so. word "whore" quite a bit, yeah. and it's just, it's unnecessary. Yeah. Um. So stop doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Though I feel like probably no one who listens to the show is so. Anyway, uh, there's a new Xbox One controller as part of the tech series. You've, you've seen this, Dustin. Yeah, it's I saw it on cool. Twitter. Yeah, uh, so it's $70 out April 25th. It has, like, rubberized grips on it. I like the look of it. It's and it looks like a cheaper, like, uh, heftier, more grippy version of the base controller. Yeah. And I kind of like that. It has a lot of the, the look and aesthetic stuff that I like about the Pro for 70 bucks. Well, it's basically got uh, some, like, gold emblemy stuff on the front no idea what any of that means or what it's a reference I mean, I think, to yeah. i feel like i read that they were trying to go for like a military look but it's not yeah. like a gaudy military look like it's I subtle, subtle it's a large yeah. accent yeah kind of looks like it belongs in destiny to me like the way that's that the, destin likes it i agree <laughs> but that's like the, the, yeah. it does the designs yeah. look really space age um but it doesn't have the expanded functionality of the elite so it's not actually adding anything more which is why it's only 70 dollars. it just looks cooler and has the um rubberized grips so i think it's kind of confusing i find it weird that there's now different multiple skews of controllers well we have the elite we have the regular controller we have also all of the uh 
Custom ones. The custom ones. So it's, yeah, there and are you can make options. your own controller. Well, those are the, the custom, custom ones. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of the custom ones from like PAX, the ones that we saw at PAX. Yeah, those are, are still just different faceplates, though, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's technically the same thing. Um, I mean, I have only three. It's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. I have no complaints about having multiple options for controllers. I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah. But at the same time, like calling it the tech series is and really only having rubber added and not anything else is is confusing to me. Rubber is one of the core technologies. <laughs> Everyone's favorite modern tech rubber. rubber. Yeah. <laughs> uh but it was on uh, majornelson.com and he introduced it by talking about the Scorpio so the idea could be that maybe it will be bundled with the Scorpio. I don't really know why that would happen. Really? Um yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well he his blog post literally is like we've got the Scorpio coming out later this year and this is coming out later this year, but right now we have this controller. So he introduces this controller by talking about Scorpio. That's really weird. I feel like that's when you, yeah. you get a, t- a writing test in like middle school. You're like, what doesn't belong? Out. Yeah, yeah, right? You're like, well, <laughs> like, where's, where's this leap of logic here? <laughs> yeah, it's like, which sentence <laughs> yeah. of A, B, C, or D is not supposed to be here? Yeah, yeah it's a little strange. And, uh, okay, in regards to, to Scorpion controllers, I've seen a lot of people saying that they think or hope that the Elite controller is going to be bundled with Scorpio. Oh, man, that'd which be so cool. I... Fine. Think the opposite. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't so think Ryan wrote on the doc that that is 100% not happening. I don't know if oh, that's yeah. opinion or if he knows that somehow. I'm, I'm sure it's opinion. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think – I think it would be great if there was a SKU without a controller because I don't need an extra controller. And so if I could get it for cheaper because point. of a lack of controller, that would huh. be great. I don't think there's that many people who have that situation though. I, th- I think a majority of Scorpio owners are going to be Xbox One owners. I feel films. like you're probably right. I don't know. Like the way Phil was talking about it when he was here a couple weeks ago, it was like the hardest of the hardcore. Yeah. Uh, I skipped the X. I'd want another controller though. I already have one, but I could always use another. Yeah. I would actually, I don't know. That seems like a weird. If our controllers now work with PC, it might work with Scorpio. Oh, no. It'll absolutely be the same controller. I mean, I say absolutely not knowing, but yes, it'll absolutely be the same controller. Yeah. The the tech series is going to work with Windows 10, Samsung Gear VR. um, So I'm positive that. It'll work with the Scorpio as well as everything else would. But, I mean, that's, yeah. that's an interesting point. Like, I already have two Xbox One controllers. And you can just go I, to Dustin's desk and steal one. Exactly. <laughs> I only have one. They're all fun. Yeah. That's why I hide yeah. mine in my desk. Yep. <laughs> it's a real <laughs> thing. We have to hide our stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't need another controller, but at the same time, like, in theory, couldn't you just trade it in? Well, in theory, just don't give it to me. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to have to trade <laughs> it's it It's never happened before. So we're just yeah, I know. This is different. I'm really curious yeah. to know how people would not want a controller with their... Console. One. Wait, wait, wait. You want a console with no controller? Yeah, because I have several Xbox One controllers. They're going to bundle it with at least one controller. Yeah, but if I could get one for $20 cheaper without a controller, that'd be great. Or in in theory, $60. Yeah, uh, controllers don't cost $60, though. They probably cost like $15. The manufacturer, you mean. That's true. Um, I have the day one edition of the Xbox One, meaning it says day one on the front. So I don't use that controller. Because yeah. I don't want to because it has that on the front of it and I don't want to lose that. So I just have never used that controller. Yeah. They should have – the day Scorpio well. launches, they should have a controller that's like the day 1200 controller. <laughs> it would okay. be cool if they had a day one Scorpio controller. Yeah. That, that would like kind of justify that. They came that, with a day one Scorpion. Cute. A Scorpio, like zero for day zero basically. Leave. Just get out. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not yeah. feeling that one. <laughs> a cruel host. <laughs> but I, I mean I really like uh, – that we have variety. Like, I don't think that there's a problem with having too many controllers, basically. Um, and, you know, this is launched as the tech series, which to me makes it sound like there will be multiple of these. And we did a video at PAX East of uh, the different designs of custom controllers. Yeah. Those are just different faceplates. They're not actually different yeah. functionalities. And so. they're, like, of a lot of upcoming games like uh, Crackdown and Sea of Thieves and State of Decay. There's an IGN one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a bunch of different ones. And, you know, I've, I, I'm going to get one of the custom ones one of these days. 
one of these days. Make a cool watermelon color one. Why? I just really like the combination of pink and green. You like watermelons? Cool. Big fan. Great. Uh, pink right. and green. Look at that. Exactly. Uh, intentional. That was not intentional. Right. Completely <laughs> intentional. Uh, next up. The hair color wasn't even intentional. Absolutely intentional. That was a, that was a mistake. That, that is libel. I don't know what you're talking Looks about. Looks great. For everyone who's listening to the audio version, my hair is pink. Uh, next up, Xbox Insider Program has bunch, had a bunch of upgrades. I think this is really cool. Um, so those who don't know, the Xbox Insider Program basically encourages Xbox gamers to give feedback on content uh, that's still in development. So it's something you can find on your dashboard and opt into, and then you have the option to pick which programs you would like to be a part of. So the ones that they are adding are uh, arena tournaments. Uh, we heard about tournaments, I think, at E3 last year. Yeah, it was a while ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it hasn't really been built since then, but it basically uh, lets you... People can host a tournament. They are focusing on wargaming right now. So you can host a tournament, and then you can find other people's tournaments straight from your dashboard, which is basically just encouraging more competitive play. And I've spoken about this before, but I played Gears of War 1 competitively, and we had to use terrible third-party websites that sometimes people would lie about their scores at the end of matches. (laughs) Like, it was a mess. It was not as easy as it sounds. So this just totally formalizes all of that, and I think is really exciting for esports stuff. Oh, for sure. Like, I think esports... Or getting into esports on consoles just seems like an impossible thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least with Dota and stuff, like there's so many ways with like Dota Buff and like um, other really great online assets for um, yeah. MOBAs and stuff to figure that out and to kind of like get your MMR and see where you rank against everybody else. Um, Dota stuff. What the, hell, Dota. what the hell's an MMR? Anyway, y'all want to talk about Dota? Is that like a? It's like my job to mention it. Yearly checkup <laughs> to get my MMR. Um, so uh, having this kind of contextualizes where you are, and I think. Pro- I mean, probably, um, and also just being able to join in tournaments is fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, hey, I just want to you know join a tournament for myself someday. So yeah, you just train up and then go do it. It's a really yeah. cool way yeah. for new people to get into esports as well. Like, you know, a lot of people who are really good at games would never even consider that they could play professionally. And then this kind of thing comes around. And you're like, wait, I'm actually very good at this. Like, you're not just playing ranked. Yeah, it's an actual tournament. LFG stuff, I feel like Destiny is the reason that exists because they just had no functionality for that. So the community went out and started building those. Right, yeah, on yeah. Reddit. And I, then, know. I, I used Reddit yeah. to do raids, uh, yeah. OG Destiny. So LFG, for those who don't know, I think is looking for game. It or, basically yeah. lets you – you effectively act as a host saying that you want to play a certain thing and then mm-hmm. people can who also want to play that thing can find you and you can yeah. group together. But it also lets people see – like the stats that they have for specific games. So if you're trying to do in, it in for, this aspect, so like, yes. like the reason I say Destiny was sort of a catalyst is because like that was the first game where it really needed it and didn't have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people were like, hey, this is a service that we could add pretty easily for all games, not just Destiny. Yeah. And uh, I'm happy to see it's implemented. Yeah, because you can do that kind of with your friends. Like you can put a mm-hmm. beacon or whatever on yeah. and say, hey, I want to play this game. Yeah. Um, but having it open to the community Casting is away. way better. Yeah. Beacons never worked for me either. No, like Because I would be much. trying to get achievements for an old game and put a beacon up there and no one ever responded to it. Whereas this basically opens it up to everyone. And cool thing about LFG is that it lets you see like the K to D ratios of anyone who's playing with you. So you can like pick 1. people 0. to join. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Um, and like totally tailor a team based on skill. Sucks for people who have bad ratios, but... Um, but then they can band together and get better together. Exactly. Yeah. You can have like... The a, bad news bears of uh, destiny. <laughs> a, a dunce hat yeah. LFG group. That'd It'll be, be great. great. Um, uh, this is really cool too because this is just the first in a litany of updates that's coming to just the core Xbox One UI as a whole yeah. that are going to be launching over the next couple months, uh, which is really exciting because I got to see some of these at GDC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like first and foremost, uh, they're getting rid of sort of the, the preview window on the dashboard where it's like when you pop to the dashboard, you sort of have your game still running in a window. And they're getting rid of that because A, 
doesn't really need to be there. And B, that is a huge memory suck. And so the reason the Xbox One's dashboard part, partly is sort of slow and and not a one-to-one response is mm. because of that. And playing around with the new dash, it is instant. Did, Everything is instant. Did they move the games tab? Because that's the worst. Yes. It is yeah. like my biggest problem with this is that I've, I've had my Xbox One since launch and I'm not familiar with it. Like I can't navigate it with my eyes closed. Uh, seeing what the new one looks like, it is so much sleeker and sort of closer to the 360 perfection, yeah. uh, which is super exciting. And then the other thing uh, which you have here is for Achievement Hunters, it is you yes. can, uh, in any game, you can choose up to five achievements that you're going after, and then uh, you can put this little box in the corner of the screen, wherever the screen, wherever corner you want, and choose the opacity, and it's pretty much a progress meter for that specific achievement. So if it's like, kill 100 bears in Far Cry, you can have that up there, and every time you kill one, you'll see like, oh, I only need 75 bears left. Um, yeah, so what I do now if I'm going for an achievement is, is jump to the achievements tab, look at like the progress. Some games, it doesn't even seem to yeah. map right. So ideally, this lets you have it on your screen at all times, mm-hmm. so you know exactly how well you're doing, yeah. and I love that. Yeah, I think it's really cool for people who just want to, especially for these big open world games who just want to yeah. like, mess around for a couple hours. This would be cool for Crackdown. Yeah, really good for collectibles as well. Mm-hmm. Like, know how close you are to actually having it. Yeah, especially yeah. for games that don't have a tracker on how many collectibles you've gotten. And if yep. that for the has, Wikis team. Yeah, be yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, so, Dude, how does it feel to be replaced by a tracker? <laughs> um, well, you still need to know where they are. So. Yeah. <laughs> Suck a tracker. And, uh, the Achievement Hunters thing also has a tab in LFG. So basically, if you are going for a certain achievement, you can let people online know and everyone can jump in and help you with that achievement especially working for multiplayer games which i think is really cool it seems like something that should have existed for a really long you time you guys remember like when you're playing multiplayer and there's those two sitting in the corner trying to do something weird yeah, yeah. i love guys, that, guys doing over that? it's like oh we're trying to get this achievement. oh okay, with left for dead 2 oh, you're I trying had... to get blood kills in destiny i know what you guys yeah. are up to <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh left for dead 2 a bunch of my friends and i would try and get achievements for each other meaning that we have to be on separate teams like humans and zombies and it's one is like uh ride one of the jockeys into acid or something like that uh, or have them push you into acid I, I don't remember but it would be a bunch of really specific things that meant that we split up into groups yeah. and would each like try and help each other get these <laughs> dumb achievements it's like it completely breaks the game but I mean, it was fun it's almost yeah. fun that way too just because it's like a really weird obscure time of like getting cooperation from other people to yeah. help you yeah. accomplish this goal. Yeah. So the cool thing about this is that now you can effectively do that with everyone and communicate just by pressing a button on this tab to say what you're going for rather than needing chat or anything like that, which, I mean, I think this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another upgrade is custom profile pitches. Yep. You can upload from your phone, console, or Windows 10 PC. And uh, it said, the quote is, expect it to be in preview longer than other features to ensure it's great for everyone when released. Pretty sure this is because of dicks. Yeah, this has been. I a thought problem. this was their quote. This has been a problem <laughs> for custom pictures since literally in Perfect Dark for Nintendo sixty four. They were going to have a feature to where you could take a picture with the Game Boy camera and upload it as your face. And it's, it rare, I think, was pretty much like, yeah, it's just all dicks. Like we can't do this. Like everyone's <laughs> just going to be running around with a penis head. People. <laughs> oh yeah, the, sex yeah. On the Uno. best the best kind of porn was Uno porn back on the three sixty. Yeah. So bad. So I mean, Uno. I I think that <laughs> Facebook has like a dick filter. That they have like mapped out what a a dick pic should look like, so that they can find it and take it down like automatically There's flag it. it. I wonder if that's legitimately what this is. They're like, maybe we had to put this in preview so we could test it to figure out how exactly we can track what a penis looks like uh, without needing. I really to like the idea. So they're like, <laughs> like, what if it's just like a phallic thing? But it's not. A penis. Yeah, they'll probably still think it's a dick. I really like just the idea like that it. there's this like. 
like janitor at MIT, like Will Hunting, and he's just found the algorithm for how to get cocks out of this. <laughs> like he's like a genius. He could be curing cancer, or putting us on Mars, but he's just trying to get dicks out of, out of your gamer. Someone's got to do it. Some teacher takes yeah. him under his wing. Yeah, he's yeah. like showing takes, him pictures of uh, under his wing. That's what, yeah. that's what he's under. But like, there's no question that when they pitch this, and it seems like a no-brainer. Like we have our own custom profile photos for everything now. Mm-hmm. Basically. This is one of the few social networks being Xbox Live that we can't do that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're going to be like, well, what do we do about all the nudes? <laughs> like, yeah. We got to do yeah. something about that. Yeah. And there's more uh, things than just dick pics. Yeah, you know. guys. Mm-hmm. It's true. Come on, equal opportunity. It's 2017. That uh, boob pics? Boob yeah. I've been oh, you got so like naked aliens and Mass Effect. It's- that's yeah. fine, though. If the, someone has a profile picture that's a naked alien, like I'd be like, eh. <laughs> that's cool. But like, it's I just, just like really like anatomically correct. Just like severely correct. That's weird. Yeah, that's still fine. I don't know why that's fine, but I don't have a problem. Or Total Recall. Yeah. 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 It could be, but I mean, yeah, that's going to be really hard for them to do. Do they show, going back to Mass Effect, do they show penises in Mass Effect? I don't know. Probably Everything not. Everything else. Probably not. Okay. What a Turian. I was about, no, I was going straight to Kroger. So well, they don't you, show you only oh. romance a female Turian. Mm. So. What about Asari's? They, Sorry, they just show breasts, I think. But in the codex, it explains how <laughs> that works. Well, Asaris are adaptable sexually, yeah, right? Yeah, they can. So they, like, change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they have anyone's babies. What do you guys think an Elkhorn dunk looks like? Yeah. Polygon, I pants. So. I think it was Polygon wrote an article um, ranking all of the most bangable aliens, and yep. they didn't put Asaris as number one. Asaris were number four. That's insane to me. <laughs> yeah. well, you should absolutely you really hold that one out of your pocket very quickly. Vorcha was number 25 and I laughed. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was also, uh, what were the dumb dogs called? I just forgot. I had it on. Baron. Baron. Yeah, I was like, it's dumb. <laughs> they no, were number the 20. Dumb, the dumb ones. I know. The Baron. <laughs> yeah, it was like weird. Why are the Barons so high? This is bestiality. <laughs> they, we had a not... pretty intense conversation about that yesterday about whether having sex with aliens is bestiality. I, I think we yeah. yeah we did the same thing at Beyond yeah we did <laughs> still, still don't know it's very we're cool. sorry Ryan also what do you think Elcor sex is like why do you keep bringing that up should I be concerned that you no I want to know what two Elcor pretty... like Elcor like their 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 pillow oh, talk would be pretty I'm pretty sure it's pretty slow yeah pretty like, slow but it's also like very like having a good intense time. pleasure this yeah is ejaculation <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it'd be kind of poetic yeah like and it ends with just love <laughs> like admiration lovingly yeah <laughs> Nice. Uh, back to Xbox Live. Uh, so on top of giving us custom profile pitches, <laughs> nailed that segue, uh, it, almost everything seems like they're trying to expand this into more of a social platform than it currently is. So right now, you can already – you post things. Like as you do things, you can post screenshots, clips. Um, people comment on my stuff a lot even though I don't interact with it whatsoever. Um, and I'll just like get a comment on an achievement and be like – On your Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I didn't do anything to do with this. I don't really I know what I'm doing. I take pictures and little videos all the time, and then I realize people comment on them. I'm like, oh, people actually see this. And can right. you do like status updates almost too now? Yeah, mm-hmm. because like I know I have an app and I use it to, for my controller sometimes because I'm lazy, mm-hmm. and that's what it's for. I and like I go to my notifications like, oh, I have things to say. Yeah, yeah. Here. but they've never really played into that, and that like all of us are like, huh. Yeah, That's they have thing. the clubs yeah. now. Yeah. So you can They're do those. And, They're yeah, also a lot of you hide features. things from your profile now and pin things to your profile, which I think is really cool. So it's mm-hmm. like... I have to hide stuff a lot when I get review copies. 
and I have early I have access. I don't do that. I just break embargo. Someone, I've, I'm playing ukulele for review on Xbox One, and someone messaged me last night and said, "You're not playing ukulele." And I was like, "But I, I am." <laughs> like, what? Like I need to. I definitely now. Am. I want to break embargo just to prove to you. <laughs> I just want to start streaming this. Uh, speaking of which, there's also a join broadcast button mm-hmm. so that uh, you can put it on your profile so people can access your streams yeah, on is, the Xbox Hub. Yeah, and oh, it's nice. heavily integrated with Beam, which is Microsoft's first-party streaming service. Mm. Yeah. I've never heard of that. It's, yeah. I didn't it's hear of it until that appointment uh, oh. month ago. Yeah. Yeah. Beam. Yeah. And uh, one of the last things is you can now uh, filter games by platform in your game library. So you can choose between Xbox, Xbox. One and 360. And I was kind of wondering if that will end up being Scorpio compatible will be a part of that. If that yeah. would be a filter, I mean, we don't Scorpio know. Optimized. We don't know what, how Scorpio games are going to be optimized. Like, if it's going to be taking Sony's approach, where certain games get the PS4 Pro patch, mm-hmm. and like we don't know what Microsoft's going to do with games from the back catalog. Like, is Rise going to get a get a Scorpio patch? Rise is yeah. pretty fun. Oh, yeah. That game's gorgeous, well, though. Too that's repetitive, but fun. It's such a good game to show people. Yeah, yeah. Like, how, it's still real, so pretty. pretty and gory. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. How was the Kinect support? I love it. It's I, like I, I champion that. I've probably spoken about that on the show before, but I love Connect in that game because you just yell like, fire the catapult! And oh, I do. yeah, yeah. Oh, it was so great. Mm-hmm. All right, pick Connect. I use mine. I still, I still have mine unplugged. I yell at it all the that time. Doesn't, I still have mine unplugged. <laughs> I have to leave mine at home because the only way that my parents know how to use my Xbox is with Connect. So they only Xbox. know how to turn it. They only well, they have done oh, that once. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Stop skyping me. Your Everything's open blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think it's it's like especially for Rise, and there was like one other game that I used it for. I overused it, and then for everything else, just never. Yeah, like not even once. I don't think I've ever used it for a game that's not like Just Dance. Mm-hmm. And it so does work really well for Just Dance. Yeah. I think Just Dance is best on the Xbox. Oh, I guess I used to use it for, like, the fitness app when that was around. It was, uh, Shape Up? Oh, no, that's the Ubisoft one. No, just, like, the Xbox, was, like, Xbox yeah. Fitness. Yeah. 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 I love that. Want to take a quick minute in the middle of the show here to tell you about Gamefly, the sponsor for Unlock this week. They are, of course, as many of you know, the leading video game rental service. They've got now over 9,000 titles to choose from. $60 is a lot to commit to a game without knowing if you definitely like it. Gamefly.com lets you give it a try before you buy. They let you keep the games as long as you want. You never have to worry about late fees. You can cancel anytime. And guess what? Now... They've got movie rentals for you as well, so making the service a little a little more premium for you. In fact, the premium trial that we're offering here allows you to check out two games and or movies at one time. You can only get this offer by visiting GameFly.com slash unlocked. One more time, that's GameFly.com slash unlocked. So if you want to try before you buy, be sure to give GameFly a try. Now go sign up, start playing all your favorite games absolutely free for 30 days, let's get back to Unlocked. Dead Rising 4 is getting a new DLC. Um, it's called Frank Rising, and it basically turns Frank into a zombie who is looking for a cure, uh, but he still has to eat, but not food. So it seems like... I get it. Yeah, he has to eat humans. Yeah. Yep. Oh, no. Uh, and you're, like, trying <laughs> to... Classic Frank. Solve the mystery. <laughs> as quickly as you can, uh, find a permanent cure, whereas I think in the most recent games it was Zombrex for people who were turning mm-hmm. was the name of it, but it was never permanent. You'd have to use it, like, every six days. So the idea is he's already basically a zombie, and uh, when you eat humans, they were kind of vague about this, but you get new strengths and abilities, so... Yeah, that's, like, real so What would you want to cure? Yeah, I, I think that, that it's a turning point. He doesn't want to go full zombie, and there's also oh. still people he cares about, so he okay. wants to save them. I think uh, everyone should just uh, start working on a Stubbs a Zombie sequel. 
would be cool. That'd be cool. It's wonderful. But you also, I love Dead Rising. You could bowl. Dead Rising rules. Like, oh, cool. I didn't. The guy play... who made that helped make Halo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He made Stubbs a zombie. Yeah. Yeah. John Halo. Oh. Yeah. John Halo. Yeah. The creator of Halo. Titular hero. John Halo. John one one seven Halo. Yeah. My boyfriend. Like, yeah, your boyfriend John Halo. <laughs> Um, there's also the Super Ultra Dead Rising Mini Golf, which includes specialized golf clubs and balls, plus power-ups and online multiplayer options. Uh, that is that sounds worth it. Pretty much exactly what it sounds like, and um, it actually looks super fun. I totally slept on this game last year. It came out so late in the year. Like I came out during crazy time. Yeah. I mean, it came out in December, so like I think I was reviewing the Last Guardian at the time, and then I did over oh, yeah, winter Guardian. break. I played like Dishonored and Final Fantasy, mm. and just. Now I'm just like buried under all these games. And, yeah. Oh. I also feel bad because I never finished three. Yeah. You so should. it's like, yeah, I feel bad. But no, you should feel bad. You, you should. But at least this one is, is Frank again, who I absolutely love. So good. Fantastic. Uh, so each of these packs is $10 unless you bought the season pass. Then you already have it for free. Uh, Evil Within 2. No. Maybe on the way. That's <laughs> for a job listing from Japan. Okay. So we have to phrase this as though May. I'm like positive this game is. 100% coming. Why not? Uh, There's like almost no question. It sold really well, um, was received fairly well. Yeah. Uh, it would make... How did you feel about it? You didn't like I didn't play it. Oh, you I'm just, you I'm said just, it was oh, okay. no, I thought it was great. Well, the reviews were like sevens. I no, think was, Lucy gave it an eight. Yeah, I, I, I think it was fantastic. Sevens I think, isn't yeah. bad. I, think no, was, that's a very, that's, I said it was okay. That's a six. That's better than okay. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just saying like it wasn't a ten. No. Not everything. That's hardly any tens, though. 9.7. Or nines. Yeah. I didn't say it was bad. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I actually didn't like it that much. Like, I love horror games. I don't remember what what it was that I didn't... Oh, I think it was too easy to exploit. Um, I found that I could just run past absolutely everything. That was my problem with Outlast as well. They tried to assign me to this game, and I was just like, you want me to die? It was like, right around when I first started, too. I was just like, no. I really don't think it's that bad. I am just a baby. There are jump scares. so bad at horror. Yeah. Also, it has the scariest E3 booth ever because it's just a bunch of barbed wire and flesh. So, do you guys remember the vanishing of Ethan Carter? Yeah. Yes. There's that, the mines. Oh, yeah. That was a. I like, well, nearly died. But also, like, <laughs> where crying. did that jump scare come from? I know. Like, I hate of, it. It's, not, it's pretty much not a horror game until you get down to the mines and there's jump scare insta fails. Yeah. Oh, that part sucks. I had to call somebody because that was my one of my first wikis for yeah. freelance and. I had to finish it, and I was like crying. I was like, "Can you please talk yeah. to me while I have to play this game?" I was I was playing it at home for review, and I was playing in the dark with my headphones on, and I was totally <laughs> no. like, "This is." I was like, "This is." A, I'm reviewing this because it's a walking simulator, like Gone Home, and and all those games. And then all of a sudden, you get down there, and I'm like, "Where did this come from? <laughs> Where did this mud man in the mines come from?" Yeah, that's super Ooh. weird. Yeah, uh, we were talking about evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, scarier game. It does have really dumb jump scares where just a lady appears in your yeah. face every now and then. But for the most part, I found like things are really easy to avoid. And but I did go to the launch event for this in Australia. It was really cool. It was at a theme park, and they had one of those mazes that they have at theme parks that jump was enti- well, yeah, <laughs> uh, entirely decked out. And they actually printed like actors and stuff. Yeah, they so down. they actually printed yeah. assets like, from the put game your hand onto the walls. In the spaghetti. Oh, it's brains. <laughs> well, you weren't meant to touch anything. It was like just a maze, not a maze, and that you can just walk straight through it and it's a pathway. But every corner, I would like walk around very slowly because I would expect someone to be in my oh, face. Yeah. Like, it would, was you tur- really would you turn around the way you turn around in first person horror games? Yes. Yes. I drift when she I makes turn like in a, horror she games. She makes like a Y turn. That's playing Resident Evil Seven, and she like hit a wall. She's like, uh. That's well, it's smart. it's more smooth than that. It's so that if anything does a jump scare, exactly, yeah. exactly, you see it coming. 
Okay. Uh, don't defend her. <laughs> um, this is why I don't play them. Just <laughs> so you can save yourself. Got to do the backwards walk. Yeah. Yeah. I think when I had to review a horror game for the first time, my strategy was to sprint through everything because the idea I had was if I walk very, very quickly, nothing can jump and scare me. Everything's does, already moving fast. It does detract from the scares when you do it that. It totally did. Yeah. It also made me incredibly anxious for several days, but <laughs> it worked. Um, so this is expected to come out on PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, obviously, we have no idea, but the, the leak, I guess, the, it's a oh, job right. listing that was in Japan, and according to a translation of the description, the position is for QA and translation for Psycho Break 2, mm-hmm. Psycho Break being the Japanese title for The Evil Within. Yeah, and uh, QA and translation are two things that come along relatively late in a game's development cycle, yeah. which yep. is why a lot of people think that uh, it would be – it might be this fall, which uh, – you know, given that Bethesda um, two years ago, you know, announced Fallout 4 at E3 and all of a sudden it was out in November or whenever. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll get that again. I love you know, that. We know Bethesda, really has, nice. Bethesda has their conference again this year. Um, yep. And so. Prey's coming out before that. Yeah, so Prey will yeah, be May. We're not going to be talking about that. Yeah. Like, um, after Bethesda did that, everyone was just like, oh, that is a good idea. Maybe <laughs> if we give it to them almost immediately, yeah. more people will be interested. No, totally. Yeah. Watch Dogs huh. 2, Shadow of War. Um, Switch. But to be Switch. fair... Fallout had years of hype because everyone knew it was coming. Sure. Like four years of people being like, when's Fallout 4? Yeah. Like, people were asking that question leading up to that conference. So it's that I don't think is necessarily proof of success. going to happen with Half-Life. It doesn't fall out. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> They've I mean, been building that one. <laughs> not having to wait years for a game is always a nice thing. Multiple yeah. years sucks. Out. I'm okay yeah. with waiting one year. Yeah, that's okay. I don't seeing a game at multiple E3s. Like, you get tired. Yeah. 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 Or you and forget. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this game. Yeah. It's all come out sometime soon. So it seems like Bethesda's E3 lineup is going to be Wolfenstein 2, Evil Within 2, Quake Champions. Uh, I like how it says, seems like it's going to be Wolfenstein 2, game not announced yet. Well, that's what we're predicting, right? Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen anything from Machine Games. That or was Tango just Works. from the uh, the start of the conference last year. Last year. Yes, yes, yes. During the, they had the little computer thing. And yeah. The, the, Someone the, translated it immediately. They, they have to have enough. I mean, they, if they're having an E3 show, they have to have such yeah. a show. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it seems like it's obviously way too early for... Uh, Elder Scrolls 6, I would say. Um, well, based on those, which it guesses as it is now, uh, they still need one or two more things. Yeah, I mean, if Wolfenstein 2, game. Evil Within 2, some more quick stuff. There hit. was a mention of a new IP. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, um, yeah, well, Bethesda, Todd Howard said that Bethesda is currently working on seven projects. Uh, Bethesda Software is working on seven projects, Ooh. which is Fallout VR, Fallout DLC, <laughs> five more. Probably <laughs> okay, so, yeah, Elder so Scrolls 6. Elder Scrolls. When do you think we're going to get that? Wolfenstein Evil Within. No, no, no. Bethesda Softworks. Oh, you're right. Like Bethesda, Damn it. Like the Bethesda so neither the of studio. those. Yeah. Oh, man. And we know they opened up. It's probably like a Fallout Shelter 2 or like a mobile thing that's coming out of the Canadian studio. Yep. They've talked about a new IP, so maybe a third pillar. Like, I wonder if we get the new IP this year. Yeah. I don't know. It seems crazy, though, because it's while it's technically not, we, we spoke about this a few weeks ago, that Prey is basically a new IP and that it's like a total reboot of the series. Sure. The mm-hmm. prey name just worked. They yeah. had it, so they used it. It's like, that is basically a new game from the ground up. Yeah. Which is also like if Todd Howard's team is working on a new IP that you assume is in this, a similar mold as Fallout or Skyrim. Yeah. Like, what, 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 like what's the motif even? Like Western what is, Pirates? Western Pirates. If we're assuming that it's going to be like another open world Fallout Skyrim Space. game, which it likely yeah. is going to be. Yeah. Um, did Softworks see- make Fallout Shelter? Uh, it was their Canadian studio. Yeah. Mm. 
space. Yeah, I can see like an actual like sci-fi, sci-fi. No, that kind of that's that's my jam. Right. That kind of competes with Prey right now. So right now, we yeah, that's not that's, that's what I was thinking too. Is like yeah. space is the obvious one because they're not going to do anything popular underground. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, like any modern sort of shooter or something. I don't yeah. want to see it. Gothic horror. horror. That'd be cool. Horror. Bloodborne. Yeah, let's just make Bloodborne too. <laughs> All right, yeah. cool. <laughs> um, and on that note. Uh, 2017 kind of rules for games so far. So, so far, aside from platform exclusives uh, from other people like Zelda, which we have to give a shout out to, uh, we've had Halo Wars 2, Mass Effect, obviously, Resident Evil, and upcoming we have Ukulele, Prey, Injustice 2, Middle Earth, Shadow of War, Crackdown 3, Cuphead, Sea of Thieves, South Park, Red Dead, Assassin's Creed, uh, which we're assuming is set in Egypt. That's the rumor right now. Yeah. Destiny 2, Battlefront 2, yeah. Yeah. Call of Duty. It's a super exciting year for games. Um, I really like Mass Effect, even with complaints, so... Yeah, and totally I, deserves to be there. I think it's it also just came off the back of two absolutely amazing games, oh, so it's God, people yeah. keep comparing it to that, and, and it sucks. It's like yeah. there's just so much the open world right now. Yeah. It's yeah. hard not to just be like, good well, one for scanning. Just... All three of those games have a lot of scanning. <laughs> they really do. Good scanning. Well, the year of the scan. awesome, Marty. Yeah. You're the scan. Uh, Zelda. Well, I, I take pictures of things, and then it goes into my technically yeah. Yeah. scanning yeah. Yeah. to your database. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's people are already like I I feel like I can't make a decision on that yet, but it feels like it's already one of the best years. For games, like in a long time, no, dude, it's definitely yes. one of the best it's crazy. first quarters. Like, yeah, totally. yeah, it's, it's it's like overwhelmingly amazing. Um, April's so, gonna slow down, probably. Right? Oh, no, ukulele and Persona Five. Okay. Persona Five, yeah. Okay. And we kicked yeah. off the year with Guardians. Or me, April. Yeah, Guardians yeah. Two, Neo. Yeah. Uh, so people have been doing these lists that I really like, which is a favorite game for every year since I was born. Mm-hmm. Okay. So people are basically going through every single year they've been alive and listing their favorite games. Obviously, we don't have time for that, but I thought that I would challenge everyone here to. About? We got like ten minutes. Yeah, we'll be fine. Uh, to their favorite game, the year they were born. Destin. Got it. So I narrowed it down to two. There's Dig Dug, which was awesome. That is a really fun game to play. Mm-hmm. Pro tip, if you tap and pump at the same time, you can blow the little monsters up faster. Oh, you get more points for, for, no, <laughs> for digging the Dig Dug in real life. But uh, I think I got to give the edge to Miss Pac-Man, which also came out in 1982. Yeah. Uh, it was copywritten in 1981, but released in 1982. So Pac-Man rules. Ed's, Ed's in there. That is just a fun game, man. You sit down at any bar today and just pop in a few quarters, and yeah. you can play for a while. I liked Pac-Man when I was a kid. Now I don't. You, have you played like championship, like, like the new ones? I still yeah. really like I, it. Yeah, man. dude, Miss Pac-Man. Also, Miss Pac-Man is legitimately cool. the first game I ever remember playing with a relationship. Like they yeah. fall in love, and yeah. in the acts they have a baby. It, it probably is one of the first to ever do yeah. that, which is such a weird thought. Yeah, I think <laughs> no championship is a lot more fun now. Oh yeah, I mean I the new like, ones really have like modernized it. The old ones. Yeah, yeah, made things more competitive as well. You should play uh, Pac-Man Two Fifty Six, the iPhone game. Ooh. It's by the Crossroad people. It's really good. That's one where it constantly goes. Yeah, where you're going always upwards. It's like an endless pack. I've seen people play that. It looks. Exhausting. It is. There's a free demo. It's fun. Ooh, that's yeah. how I just feel about Pac-Man. It's exhausting. It kind of is. You gotta eat all the dots. Um, oh, ghosts chasing you. <laughs> They're scary. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in 1993, and I think I've only played two games that came out that year, which is uh, Link's Awakening and Doom. Both are awesome. If I had to choose between the two, it would be Link's Awakening. They gave us great yeah. games. I'm old. Mm-hmm. He's not that old. <laughs> I want to make a video where uh, you take a raft out into the ocean in Breath of the Wild, and you keep going until it gets rainy. That, until it gets rainy, and you go to the edge of the of the ocean map, and then we just cut to the beginning of Link's Awakening. Perfect. Oh, I have the opening of Link's I, Awakening. I should probably just have Darren rained. make that video. Actually, yeah. yeah. All right, Darren. Now we didn't. We need to edit that out. No. Uh, <laughs> nobody else make that video, please. <laughs> or what um, if he, he sails, he goes to the Wind Waker. Wind Waker, and then. I like all this. I like all this. Just a yeah. super cut of sailing and Zelda games? Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Uh, Marty, what's yours? Uh, I was born in 1986, the original Legend of Zelda. 
Um, is mine. That game is incredible. Obviously, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just remembering how incredible it was as I slowly play through Breath of the Wild. Um, but I also give a shout out to 1998's uh, Super Mario Bros. 3 because for several years I thought I was two years younger than I actually was. They did. It's <laughs> yeah. a real thing. That, that was happened. a real thing. Yeah. yeah, but so I was never 28. I like how you brought it up again, like you're proud of it. I'm not proud of it. It's just I'm so ashamed of it that I keep bringing it up to make sure it never happens again. <laughs> I'm pretty just much. Need I'm, a reminder. Well, it's, it's called self negging. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's great. Uh, how about you, Miranda? <laughs> uh, so I was also born in 93. Uh-huh. Good, year. Uh, good year. Yeah, it was. Very good year. And I played, or the only one from 93 that I've played was Aladdin for the second Genesis, which is also a fantastic game anyway. So. Yeah. Very good. So you, like, second people best doing... Aladdin game from 1993. <laughs> <laughs> no. I really like the Super Nintendo one. Yeah. Shinji Mikami, shout out to Evil Within 2 coming soon. Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> um, so let's move on to... We don't have a name for this, but uh, because Ryan <laughs> out, you could call it rapid fire. <laughs> we are taking questions. Um, obviously, not going to be doing trivia this week because I would have to do it, and I don't want to give up a potential point um, because I'm a selfish jerk. Fair. So, first question we have is from David. Anyway. S- Shut up, Destin. <laughs> from David Sketchy. Uh, what's the longest gaming marathon session you've all done? Ten hours, twenty-four hours, forty-eight hours. I mean, I- I've done twenty-four. Jesus. But, I think I've done 24. Uh, oh, yeah, I've done, I've done 24. So, what? So I think maybe maybe <laughs> I capped out around like 26 because I went after the 24 mark. Me and my uh, stepbrothers challenged each other to stay up the longest. So we just played Killer Instinct and like any N64 games that we had rented like all night long. It was yeah, right when the console came out and it was really, really fun. Killer yeah. Instinct for that long is crazy. Like mine that I did for over 24 hours, there had to have been a break in there somewhere. It was Deadly Premonition. Yeah. Like I'm thinking, that like that, there's no way that game is that long. No. But we yeah. played it on hard and did a lot of restarting, yeah. so it's like it, it was probably around 15, yeah, maybe. I mean, you also recently you beat Breath of the Wild in four days. Yeah, so that was like multiple 12 hour sessions. Yeah, I mean, like oh, I would have played um, Neverwinter for around 24 hours for sure. I do the streaming thing sometimes after work, and then people are like, you know you've been live for like 10 hours. And I'm like, oh, my God. I need really? to go to bed. <laughs> oh, no. oh, my God. It's tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. When yeah. I was playing Zelda, the point that I figured that I would need to stop playing is because I was playing handheld the whole time. My wrists would start to hurt. And I was like, you know what? I should probably put this down now. Yeah. You'd also like, be like tweeting long. stuff out at 4 in the morning, and I'd be like, go to bed. <laughs> you have, so to, you have to work. I that game down. Oh, game. Like, I was, when I first got it, I was staying up to like 3 every night because I just would, did not want to stop well, playing. I like how I would get mad at you. I would be like coming home from a bar at like 2.30 and I'd see you tweeting about Zelda. I'm like, you gotta go to bed. You're the one out. You know? <laughs> I guess yours is cool because it's social, but whatever. Not really. Zelda. No, dude, Breath of the Wild. There are a few things I'm going to say are better than bars and Breath of the Wild is one of them. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Miranda? Uh, yeah, Fallout 3. I think. Nice. That's a good Blade one. for a very long time. Yeah. yeah. It is a really very good happy. game. The only thing that comes to mind for me was uh, I played through, it was the night before it flew to E3 a couple of years ago and I played through The Last of Us in one sitting. So I remember we got oh, yeah, Colin, right. Colin reviewed it for us. We had a review one build, second. and I was like, "Hey, I can have it this one night." And we fly to E three in the morning, and so I started it at Jeez, no. like after work and just played it until pretty much like two hours before my flight. That game is so heavy it. that that seems exhausting. It yeah. took me months to finish that game. Yeah, partially because I didn't have the PS three was playing it on or whatever it was, but yeah, yeah, um, it was PS three. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I remember playing it. I was playing it with my girlfriend at the time. And she was like, super invested in the story, fell asleep at one point, and then woke back up and I was playing as Ellie. And she was like, what the hell happened there? <laughs> How did you become her? I, I, that's one of like a <laughs> small yeah. chunk of games that I have to put down when I played it because it was – every combat encounter is so tense. Yeah, yeah. that was – That I would be like, oh. My yeah. anxiety was through the roof that Absolutely. Yeah. It's like the biggest reason I didn't enjoy it was because it was so tense and because I felt so – 
incompetent in combat, and honestly, because I'm bad at the game, but just because of it's, like how it handles. It's designed like that. Yeah, I mean, you're I not supposed to be. I did not like that. It's not it's supposed to be a power mushroom fantasy. face boys like that. Cordyceps. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I would run past combat every chance I had. Yeah. I mean, that's the smart thing to do. You usually can't, unfortunately. Yeah. I've, so, I've spoken yeah. to Marty about that. I have done that in Halo a bunch. Mm-hmm. Like, I like when games give you the option to do that, especially, like, one of the first games that I remember playing tirelessly is Jet Force Gemini, and that basically has a door that only opens if you clear the room of enemies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I played a ton of Halo because I played those games over too many times uh, where I would just run through certain levels, and you can run through without killing anyone. It's I love that option. Yeah. Well, my favorite thing about like Splinter Cell or even Left 4 Dead. Yeah. Or not Left 4 Dead. Definitely uh, not Left 4 Dead. Last of Us is like the stealth mechanics. Yeah. And like hiding and playing through perfectly and not getting spotted. You you basically can't do that in uh, Last of Us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's very difficult too. Yeah. Uh, Like Splinter Splinter Cell on the hardest difficulty. So I'm obsessive about reloading saves. Mm -hmm. So eventually I'm just like, look, I just want to finish this game. I won't if I play that way. So I'm going to skip skip the combat as much often as I can. I love that game. Dishonored 2. It gives you quick saves. Yeah. Just it's just a trigger. A quick mm-hmm. save and then you reload the quick save and like that's such a good way to approach a stealth game. Like I try not to do that anyway because it feels like cheating. Yeah. I like paying for my consequences or yeah. getting consequences for when yeah, I That's why up. I like from saucers. I'm doing that with Every, every right there is no like it auto saves every every action yeah, auto saves. Like, well, this is it. You have one save file. Yep. Yeah. Deal with it, dude. Yeah. Uh, Mass Effect auto saves every like two minutes. It's yeah. fantastic because like I'll make a master save, <laughs> then I'm like, I just want to see what happens if I go the other way. They have lots of good saves. They also have chapter saves. So yeah. when you start a new chapter, oh, that's cool. Like, yeah, oh, that's constantly nice. does that. Yeah. I have like 90 saves, and there's no limitation on how many times you can save. It's the which best. Is great. Yeah, Fallout Three. I had so many because oh, yeah. there was achievements for like getting to a certain level as like good versus bad. So I would just like reload two levels before that level yeah, yeah. steal a bunch of stuff kill a bunch of people and then it would level me up and I would yeah. be there so like I yeah. cheated the achievements and there's neutral as well like that yeah, one's that hard you just want to see what the bad option is like I yeah. still don't know yeah. I just want to blow the city. it up yeah. Yeah. just once that's yeah. all and now I have a nice penthouse that's all yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next question is from Jeremy Bennett who asks with Miranda coming on which what? anime series would be the next best Xbox exclusive the anime um, I think so Fun fact, when I saw this question, I wanted to shout out that Steins Gate visual novel was originally out on the Xbox 360 in Japan. Did not oh. come out here. Just in Japan. It's so weird. It eventually came out here on yeah. PS4 and Vita. Um, but if it were to be some exclusive, it'd have to be some sort of action game. Like, I don't see a JRPG being yeah. something they pick up. Yeah. Um, and I would want to see... The easy option would be Fullmetal Alchemist. That's what exactly what I was going to say. I mean, it's it's well known. Games, right? Huh? Have they ever made any? Uh, I th- that I've seen not, probably not good ones. At least, think, like, yeah, yeah a lot ones. of anime games are just kind of mm-hmm. meh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Berserk, or don't don't out. make it here. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, Fullmetal Alchemist would be really cool. Like, yeah, maybe like your abilities work in a prototype kind of way. Yeah. So just morph into things. That'd be sweet. There's a lot of ways they could do that. Yeah. Um, that or there's a superhero anime that are like called Gotchman Crowds, and it's they like transform. They have cool suits and stuff so i think yeah. that'd be a good action game yeah that'd be awesome i want uh from software miyazaki's next game to be evangelion oh michael zaki michael zaki's next game to be evangelion yeah but do you think that would be on xbox uh probably give not, michael zaki enough money nope. playstation yeah, gets bloodborne xbox gets michael zaki's evangelion <laughs> that, that totally have been evangelion games yeah but not good ones yeah that's the thing with most properties yeah yeah they're TV old or never came here or yeah. they weren't good and apparently yeah. the avatar game's pretty bad like that mm-hmm. sucks but Death Note by Telltale. Korra? The Korra mm. game was awful. That would be cool, dude. Yeah. Oh, that'd be real Death good. Note's on Netflix right now, yeah. so it's on everybody's mind. I've also, that would be cool. Uh, yeah, wanted, a Telltale Death Note game? I wanted a yeah. Telltale Cowboy Bebop game. Hmm? Ooh, I wanted a Telltale Cowboy Bebop so cool. game. I love that show. I kind of want to Telltale everything. It, that's like, I'm yeah. thinking, it's just kind of cheating. I want to Telltale Archer. I want Telltale Scooby-Doo. Yeah. 
Well, I would Scooby absolutely Doo? play all of the things we've mentioned. <laughs> yeah, I've Telltale pitched game. Telltale Scooby Doo to like Kevin Bruner so many times. Yes, I love Scooby Doo. Whoa, yeah. that'd be pretty great. Yeah, oh, not, not Scrappy Doo though. That, that, that yeah, a lot sucks. of people we like to ignore him. Yeah, he's a Scrappy Doo. He's, he's real. No, we don't talk about him. Go to the next one. All right, <laughs> um, okay. The next question is from Chris Langan. Question for the room: Is there a game that you love playing that not many other people played? For example, I'm a huge fan of Battle Stations Midway for 360. Okay. Probably. I talk about Deadly Premonition all the time. That's like kind yeah. of as a cult following. Yeah, I suppose. Like that game, not a ton of people played. Uh, it has zero out of tens and it has ten out of tens. It's really divided, but yeah, I mean, I guess not that many people played it. I love that game. It's my favorite game. I feel like mine was Killer Instinct back on. I mean, it was kind of big though, so I don't know. But not yeah, a but lot you're of like people. a huge Killer Instinct fan, which I, you don't meet that often. Yeah, yeah, I was. So like when it was now City Three, I was super stoked, and I just feel like not a lot of people were. Uh, as much as I was anyway. And uh, it's just because I have a, a connection with that game. Yeah. yeah, totally. So, I feel like I constantly need to spread the good word of Dota 2. <laughs> no one's ever played that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think like everyone never needs to it. experience it once in a while. Every life. day at like 5 or 5.30, I'm getting ready to sort of shut down my computer and I get a Steam notification that Mitchy D is playing Dota 2. I'm, I'm the like, last of the Dotas here. I like I'm, I know Mitch is going home for motive. He gets home to his snowy Plays Montreal... Dota igloo and it turns on dota like we every damn time yeah. yeah i feel like also mia smata and gods will be watching like those are kind yeah. of recent games um but i feel like the games that do a lot of things wrong but the stuff that they do right everyone it's should so see yeah. Yeah. yeah so being like totally serious about not dota uh, <laughs> there are a lot of gamecube games based on like party games for like cartoon network characters and stuff that but i they were fun. loved yeah. yeah they were so fun mm-hmm. yeah um there's like a mickey mouse game i forget it was like a theme park game almost that was really good yeah there's a really there's a pretty good mickey mouse kart racer or disney kart racer actually i think it might have been in 64 but Mm -hmm. yeah i played a lot of uh, zoo tycoon Mm -hmm. uh, when it came out on xbox one Uh, congrats style savvy on the 3ds is very good yeah fashion forward uh monty did you give an answer uh no i only play uh, the most popular of triple a games i mean (laughs) device six is one of my favorite games the last five years and i've probably most of our audience doesn't know what that is check it out it's an ios game device six it's great cool Oh, um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links is a pretty big one. It's on iOS. Also, just a good game that I think. Yeah. The man has a ton of hair. About. Just a ton of lightning hair. Just everywhere. Just lots of hair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Robbie Smart said, if you had all the money, time, and skill in the world, who would you most want to cosplay as? <sighs> Mine is Teriel from Diablo. Always will be. I love that man. I can't make that armor, though. He's like, he has kind of transparent, floaty bits. Mm-hmm. And then I have his sword. I you actually have own that. All the money and time in the world, you could make that armor. Yeah, but right now I can't. Yeah, I, this is this is Robbie's world. Uh, in Robbie's world, I'm Terrell from Diablo. Like a really good Batman, I guess. That's so boring. What? Like Batman's Batman. not boring. His parents died. I like Batman. I mean, yeah. that's kind of the point, right? I thought it's you like, were. I thought I spoiled no. that Batman's parents died no. for you. <laughs> I thought of a really good game everyone should play. What? Fusion Frenzy. Fusion Frenzy is awful. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> I had good times playing that game. Don't forget it. Yeah. It's want, more of a just don't forget so it. So if you had limited time and money, would you cosplay as Fusion Frenzy? No. Fusion Frenzy? How do you do that? I don't There's know. So many you characters. have infinite time and money. You can figure it out. All right, you do all of them. Yeah. Nice. I like Rubby Smosh who would I want to be? Sounds great. That's hard because like, there's so many characters I want to cosplay. Like I'm kind of trying to get back into that. Yeah, me too. It's hard. It takes a lot of time and like I'm, especially I'm, if you do it off the work. It, it's not easy. Yeah. For me, like if I'm in a cosplay, I just have to buy the cosplay. I can't make it because I don't have the material or the space. I tend to buy and tailor. So yeah. I'll buy something and then That's I'll add armor parts or I'll, I'll like tailor it. So it kind of like is like so, off off. Yeah, I guess the one that I most want to cosplay right now is Kana from Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. 
It's a good anime. She's really cute. Little girl. I've never done an anime one, but uh, there was an idea of floated of a bunch of IGN girls doing um, Sailor Scouts. Yeah. That would be really cool. I think we should just organize that at some point in time. We should. Fun. And uh, that is it. Oh, no, there's one that we can't, we can't not answer. It's very important. Mario Garcia asked, where's our Duck Dynasty review? That's a good Marty. question. So we finished Mass Effect. We, we did finished it. We playing finished playing Mass, Mass Effect 1. one. Yeah. The entire Let's Play series is up. I'll your reaction to the Saren thing. Well, I made a joke because he kept talking about his implants, and I made an implants joke. I looked over at Alana, and I was like, did you hear my joke? And then Saren shot himself in the head, and I was like, oh, that was a really bad time to make that joke. Yeah, so that ended interestingly. Uh, look, I think that series is, is so dumb. Like, it was weird for you to play through Mass Effect 1. Sure. Not doing a lot of side stuff and experiencing for yourself, but we also had a ton of fun. Like a bunch yeah. of dumb jokes. There's yeah. one episode where we got drunk, so we couldn't remember where we were at the next. Yeah, <laughs> probably wasn't the best best game. It for was the a terrible game for us to play. Yeah. which is why the ultimatum was that Marty said he would quit if he didn't finish all three Master games by the time Andromeda is. This is now. I'm doing this as charity. <laughs> Make a wish. You, you quit? Yeah, I'm doing this as charity. Who shouldn't you have left quit? yesterday? No, I'm not working as charity. I'm free. It's free. I'm an unpaid intern. Oh, oh. cool. Nice. We have your paycheck. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is it salary? I forgot it up. <laughs> All right, sweet. You each get a dollar. <laughs> so uh, you, you obviously fail and, and did not quit. That's Wow, not an Christ. Well, you did fail. You haven't finished all three Mass Effect games in GameCube game yesterday. Yeah, I did Really, it it's your fault. So you can do it, too. And in no way mine. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, yeah, it's partially Dustin's fault. It's like 5% Dustin's fault, 30% Alana's fault. And then remainder my fault. Let's throw some of Don't that in. Do Sixty-five. <laughs> Could you tell that's why I said remainder? Yeah. And then the rest is mine. <laughs> uh, so the catch is that because Marty didn't finish Mass Effect, I said he either has to quit, which I did, or review Duck Dynasty. Yes, it's happening. Marty is going to review Duck Dynasty. Uh, we're going to do some let's plays. Yep. And it's going to be terrible and exciting. You're going to get that Duck Dynasty review. Yeah, we already told Dan. Dan's very excited for it. It's, yep. it's, I'm reviewing it right after I finish Ukulele. Um, you'll, you'll have to do that. Like, yeah, next, you've submitted it'll a, be like next week. You submitted a video it's, support it's, request. It's I can't official. wait to see it in covers. <laughs> it's like all it's these great Fran's going to go on the site. Parents going to go on the site and be like, what the hell is happening Ray, to my baby? Zelda, <laughs> Duck Dine. What? You know how we all have those like IGN profile photos? Can we get them to take one of you that's just a really terrible, unflattering photo of you with a goofy face and then just put that as the header? Sure. <laughs> Duck Dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally fine. I'm very we have to, if we we're going to do Last Plays, we have to get just like top nine drunk. Yeah, but you, we're not supposed to say that on the podcast in case someone watches. We just get top nine drunk and then don't tell them that we did that. Secrets. Who watches? Yeah. You're He's probably German. Right. He's yeah. German. Yeah. Also, I told Dan I'm going to write it at a bar, and I'm not going to use the backspace key. That's <laughs> just forward momentum. <laughs> no. <laughs> pure forward he said momentum. yes. Dan said yes. He it's said fine. yes. It's, it's actually fine. happening. So uh, we will talk about that on the show next week and about how that is progressing, assuming it has. Yeah. And oh, uh, aside from that, absolutely follow our Twitters for updates on Monty's Mass Effect no, Duck Dynasty review. Uh, one in the same. 2K17. Um, Dustin, what are you working on right now? Uh, oh, just uh, just some clips and kind of going into a lot of time management stuff with because a bunch of people work with me, so I'm just kind of making sure that we're buttoned up on th- something. Big boss man, sort of. Yeah, uh, I am doing a crafting video for Mass Effect where I teach you guys how to make some really dope sniper, like a sniper rifle that shoots plasma seeking shots that then detonate once they hit their target. It's yeah, that seems, really freaking cool. excessive. <laughs> uh, the most metal I built thing I've ever heard. all these weapons that are so stupid overpowered. They're great. 
That's awesome. Yes. Um, for me, I just did uh, a video for our Extreme Gaming series. It's supposed to publish next week. Oh, yeah. Keep an eye on that. I'm not really going to say exactly what it is. I posted some photos that like, you'll be able to kind of infer. Were you underwater? Yeah, it looked like exciting. you were underwater. I was not underwater. Okay, that was my the opposite. That was, given it that was my zero. What, what if, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. That was really good. Marty. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I've done anything. I'm working on a ukulele. Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, didn't, I don't think I posted anything hey, this week. do you want some work? Because I can give you some. I'm yeah. doing a lot of work. Not if it's just on the site. Um, I'm working on the Mass Effect review, and we also have some cool anime features going up, I think, too, uh, to kind of round up the winter anime season. So the best of those and two worst. And then also for anime, you should binge before next season starts because there's some really cool season twos coming out. The interview you conducted oh, yeah, uh, for Mass too. Effect, also going live tomorrow, Thursday at 9 a.m. So this might be live after that anyway yeah, watch we're that. really bad at figuring yeah. out when things it's about alive. alien sex mm-hmm. yeah. yeah enjoy yeah. and on that note <laughs> stay tuned for more thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode uh what will we talk about next week don't know could be more alien sex you'll have to find out definitely be more alien sex. bye bye hey there it's rachel ballinger and i am extremely excited to invite you to rachel uncensored it's my podcast where i sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so we cover things from personal stories to hot button issues and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.